Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, I'm Emma Gillespie filling in for Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. It's been a big week for one of the most prominent women in Australian politics, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Without question, I stuffed up in my personal life and I accept that. I'm far from perfect. But what I can say is that at every opportunity, I serve the people with every ounce of my being, that I hold the office I hold with enormous privilege and I will continue to do that. Revelations, Gladys had a relationship with one of her former ministers, one who's currently under the microscope at the Independent Commission Against Corruption, or ICAC no less, shocked onlookers in New South Wales and indeed around the country. A famously private person, Gladys says she's done nothing wrong, yet calls for her resignation continue to mount. Today we're looking at what it means to be a woman in politics in this country, the standards society holds them to, and where we draw the line between a private life and public service. News of Gladys Berejiklian's close personal relationship with former MP Daryl Maguire came as a bombshell to many on Monday. Maguire is currently before ICAC over allegations of corrupt conduct, including using his parliamentary office for private business and receiving thousands of dollars of cash from an associate in his office. The pair's relationship began in 2015 and is understood to have continued until as recently as August this year, meaning Gladys continued to see the disgraced Polly for several years after sacking him from the Liberal Party in 2018. In a press conference on Monday after giving evidence to the Commission, the New South Wales Premier said she continued the friendship because Maguire was in a very dark place and he'd lost everything. Imagine if one of your best friends had done something horrible on compassionate grounds. Would you care about their welfare if they're in a dark place, they've lost everything? And I just felt that I could not stop being his friend, rightly or wrongly. But her critics continue to remind us this isn't just someone who landed themselves a dodgy boyfriend. This is a premier, after all, someone who sets the standards of her government. Gladys Berejiklian has no choice but to resign. She cannot possibly stay as the premier of this state, given the extraordinary evidence that has been given to the Independent Commission Against Corruption today. So the question continues. Will Gladys, the woman who steered New South Wales through bushfires, the Ruby Princess debacle and a -a once-in-a-century pandemic, become the third Premier of New South Wales whose career is ended by events before ICAC? Whether or not a corrupt colleague will undo Gladys remains to be seen, but it's shot a spotlight on whether female leaders suffer a particular lose-lose when it comes to their privacy. I don't think for a whole range of reasons that Gladys Berejiklian can survive this. I thought she was a mad lesbian for the last 10 years. I've never even thought there'd be a bloke on the scene. Come on, let's not talk about her in this way. 
In what way? Let's respect our Premier. Not talk about I've her got, in I've got more respect for her now that she's got a bit of D on the side <laughs> than I had before, in all honesty. We've read salacious headlines like the dealings of Gladys Berejiklian's secret lover, inside Gladys's affair with a no-name MP and Gladys Berejiklian's dirty laundry ed, begging the question, would we really be reading the same headlines if the Premier were a man? And when Gladys says she's sacrificed her life for public office whilst being surrounded by many male colleagues with wives and children, is that idea altogether necessary? Australians have spent decades prying into the lives of our female leaders with questions like, is she married? Why isn't she married? Is she a lesbian? Why did she get divorced? Why doesn't she have children? She has children, but she's working full-time. Where are her children? While men are offered more space with little to no ongoing conversations around the fact our own opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, has been quietly navigating the challenges of divorce and finding a new partner. I'd say that the reason we don't get to hear much about women's sex lives is that I'm pretty confident it's hard for them to actually have a sex life and feel really happy about their job as politicians in the same way that there's a lot of pressure on women in all kinds of areas to perform at their very best. And unless you've got, you know, a house husband and an entire entourage to help you get over this, you can't be affording to spend any time on that part of your life. You have to give 100% to this massive, public, important, highly pressured job. And men are used to having an entire army of unpaid labour around them. Women don't get that. That's Jenna Price. She's an academic at the University of Technology, Sydney, and Nine Newspapers columnist. Jenna says while she respects Gladys's decision to keep her love life private, she doesn't think it was the right choice in this instance. This particular issue is around Gladys having poor judgment, at which I can tell you many women have bad judgment about men. But I would say that in 2018, when she realised there was a problem, she needed to reveal the relationship, dump him, move on. And he might be her numero uno, but basically what was more important, this second-rate relationship where she was, you know, partly looking after him or the welfare of the state. And she is responsible for this huge billion-dollar enterprise, which is New South Wales. That needed to be first. So how does the current treatment of Gladys Berejiklian stack up when we compare it to the treatment of someone like our former Prime Minister, Julia Gillard? In 2014, revelations came to light that Ms Gillard's ex-boyfriend, a former union official, Bruce Wilson, had been accused of creating a slush fund in the 90s and embezzling money. The allegations were never proven. Ms Gillard, who ended the relationship in 1995, says she didn't report fraud carried out by her then-boyfriend because she didn't know about it. And she dubbed reporting linking her to the allegations about Mr Wilson as a sexist smear campaign. Our first female PM was notoriously hounded by the media of the day from who she was dating to what she was wearing. People think that they can tell something about character and something about the kind of woman she is from how she dresses. People would say a woman who allows herself to appear unkempt is a woman without self-regard, work ethic, discipline. There's been an outpouring of support for Gladys Berejiklian from New South Wales and around the country from all sides of politics, in particular on social media. 
The how good is Gladys rhetoric that we never saw for our former Prime Minister. But Jenna Price thinks we shouldn't be fooled by the Twitterverse. I think it's really important that we don't confuse Twitter with real life. We now know how manipulated the voices on Twitter are. Media Watch did a fantastic segment on the dictator Dan hashtag compared to the I stand with Dan hashtag. So there's a lot of trolls and automated tweeting. So if you're getting the idea that there's no call for Gladys to resign from Twitter, you'd have to also recognise that there's lots of people sitting at home who might just be posting pictures of their babies on Instagram who would never once post a political post on Instagram probably don't use Twitter, might use TikTok as a kind of form of nighttime entertainment. But the thing is, there are people at home thinking, this person lied to me. We cannot judge what we really think based on what's on Twitter. But you can think to yourself, if you go and ask your family, for instance, or my extended family, they have a really different view of Gladys than they did two weeks ago or even a week ago. And I think, you know, the vote will tell you the story. I can't know exactly how it's going to pan out. I'm really so disappointed and pissed off because I just thought she was the queen of the pandemic. She just kind of sailed through. We got there in the end and, you know, I'll be able to have most of my family here for Christmas. But I think that ordinary Australians, ordinary New South Wales people are thinking to themselves, "Mm, this was not a good look. And what else has she kept from us? And I can't believe I'm saying that about Gladys. Honestly, I cannot. While it could be argued nothing was off limits to the media during Ms Gillard's time as leader, are we now being told Ms Berejiklian's private life is? I thought gender would be a part of the reception of the first female Prime Minister, but not an ongoing feature. So I thought you'd just wait it out and it'll sort itself out. That wasn't right. Could I, should I, in those early weeks have said at a press conference, you know, the substance of this discussion is about the economy or whatever. If you're motivated to write a piece out of this that is about what I'm wearing today, I'd invite you to have a think about whether you would have done that had this announcement been made by a male Prime Minister. One thing for certain is politics is a demanding gig and a hard game for women to play, whether you're married, single, a parent or not. I think there's a really good cure for all of this, and that is that just as we have a pecuniary interest register where politicians have to write what gifts they've received or what they invest in or the houses they own, I think we also need to have a love list, which is who you're having relationships with, who your latest sexual encounter is with, who you're married to, who you're divorced from, you know, what little flickers of interest there are. And I think that that accompanied by a bonk ban would be a really good way of never having this problem again for either men or women. While we've only had one female Prime Minister, state politics remains the place where it seems women can get ahead in Australia. We've had 11 female state leaders around the country. How many of them can say gender wasn't a barrier in their political careers? I know that many women and girls are very proud of the role that I play in the job that I do. There's nothing wrong with being a strong, independent, financially independent woman. And I don't want assumptions made that women can't be independent, can't be financially independent, can't make decisions for themselves, are unduly influenced by others. That is not what strong women do. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Emma Gillespie, with audio production by Ian Camilleri and guest booking by Mel Zauer. And if you want to hear more from Julia Gillard, you can check out that interview with Mia Friedman on the No Filter podcast.
Check out No Filter and all the Mamma Mia podcasts in your favourite podcast app now. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.